It's the Meg, John and Justin podcast. Yay! Yay! Gentle yays. Gentle yays. It's all about gentleness today. Gentleness today. We kind of realised, um, dear listener, uh, that... Um, well, we didn't leave it out of our um, podcast about sickness and consent the other day, mm. um, but we thought we'd do like an extra um, podcast where we talked about how to deal with the stress around um, coronavirus, mm-hmm. COVID-19, to be accurate. Apparently, MJ, there are coronaviruses all the time. Yes, I read that as well. So this is... Yeah, so it's- Say again, COVID. 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 No, COVID's a bit of a bird. (laughs) I know, well, Um, I like COVID. So I was wondering, you know, it's like Corona beer are having all sorts of problems. And I don't want us to get like down on the COVIDs as well, because they're an excellent type of bird. But it's COVID-19. Yes. We don't have to worry about Corona. They're just like a brand owned by (laughs) each business. It's fine. But apparently they're having trouble. Really? Yeah, people people are avoiding it. That lime in the top of the the beer is I like me a Corona. Yeah. Really? Honestly. Well, they're all right. I Let mean, I, be... I like a porter the most. You know that, but yeah, okay. You can't always yeah. get one, so I'll have a Corona with a lime but... in if it's if push comes to shove. Serious? That's what you go to if you can't get a <laughs> nice porter. I do, I do rather, yeah. Mate, I'm so glad we've had this conversation. <laughs> if nothing else, let coronavirus be an end to you drinking Corona beers. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I feel. I feel more. You know, my compassion means I feel even more. You know, like I want to. Like I want to do that now. <laughs> You're so contrary. Mm. Okay. So anyway, we're um, already off on a tangent, but hopefully, yeah, a little exactly. humour is also. I mean, that's that's part of it. Maybe we can come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, a little mm. bit of laughter is fine. Other, yeah. other people found our last podcast really funny, so that's good. <laughs> well, probably because I was basically talking about what kind of. Anyway, let's not return to the past. Debate. Yeah, let's not. Let's no. not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we're going to do one about dealing with the stress, and hopefully, it's like something that you might find um, mm. more like self-helpy, basically. Yeah. Um, and the last episode was. Um, very much talking about consent, but also we were talking about the politics. There's some, we'll talk about that a tiny bit here, but only in terms of how we can look after ourselves and look after each other and just kind of get through yeah. what is quite a stressy time for a lot of people. Really stressy, um, yeah. yeah. Like it just brings up, bringing up so much stuff for people, whether around fear of illness and mortality or the scariness mm. of the world right now. I was reading a piece in uh, Psychology Today where they were saying, it's landed on top of a lot of existing anxiety and stress, you know, about climate and around the various Mm -hmm. movements like Me Too and Black Lives Matter. It's like Mm -hmm. people were already at a kind of tough point in terms of their relationship with the wider world. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of landed at that time. So it's almost like something was already there that this is kind of tapping into, which makes it more kind of anxiety provoking even than the thing itself, perhaps. Big time. Yeah. It's really kind of raising everything up, isn't it? It's um, mm. it, and we all have like capacity to uh, deal with things in our day to day lives. But you know, when everyone is kind of doing this, it just reduces our capacity to deal with stuff. So yeah, hopefully that's what we're kind of aiming for with this podcast is yeah. to um, is to talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, and um, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about self care as always. We're gonna talk a bit about how to deal with the tough feelings that come up. Um, mm-hmm. Also, how to deal with the news and the media, because that's quite mm-hmm. a big part of it. And uncertainty, you know, like dealing with the mm-hmm. fact that it isn't clear necessarily what, what to do or um, what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And then some stuff about how we connect with others through the time and, and just how to go about deciding what best to do in uncertain times, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Before we get cracking with the with the mm. rest of this, uh, if you're listening to us for the first time, hello, we're Meg John and Justin. I'm Justin. I'm Meg um, John. And, uh, <laughs> and this is our is, podcast. <laughs> this is our podcast. We talk about relationships and sex and mm. gender and sexuality and how we feel about ourselves. And mm. this very much comes under that for us. So yeah. um, we are, as we said in the last episode, we're not the kind of sex podcast that is focused uh, completely on blowjob tips and sex positions. Although, stay tuned. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely do that at the end of today, won't we, MJ? Well, I mean, it's one way of self-caring is to enjoy yourself. And, and certainly, because we count solo sex as an entirely legit form of sex, even mm-hmm. if you're self-isolating, a little, little bit of sex can be a, something to throw in there as a self-care yeah. practice. We could do that uh, another episode about that, actually, couldn't we? Yeah, totally. Um, so, but uh, we're going to talk about coronavirus today. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing for us, really, that we want to talk about is, you know, self-care. Mm-hmm. So it's it, and it is about just going back to the basics and thinking about what the what are the basics of life, what are the basics that we need just to get through each day. So that's food, drink, sleep, movement, some kind of moving, and breathing, and mm. just generally gentleness. Now, how you do all of those things is entirely up to you. That's what self-care is. It's like mm-hmm. self-care isn't the bubble bath. It's the process of deciding, do you know what I really need now? I really need a bubble bath. That's yeah. the self-care bit. Like a lot of people are just selling self-care solutions to you as if there is a one-size-fits-all self-care and there isn't, just like there isn't a one-size-fits-all yeah. sex position. Um, it's going through, it's being able to slow down and to tune into what food is it I need right now? What drink is it I need right now? What kind of rest do I need? You know, how much sleep and do I need to go to sleep or have a nap? How much movement do I need to do? What kind of movement? Focusing on breathing and thinking about Completely maybe agree. how we might bring in more breathing and, and how we do gentleness with ourselves. It's the how we do it, which is the key part there. Yeah, and I found, you know, I think we said a little bit on the last podcast that in a way being sick can sometimes help us tune into that a bit more. And I found like the last couple of weeks being sick and recovering, but also dealing with, you know, that I was already struggling with quite a bit of trauma and stress stuff before this all hit. So I'm having to take it really seriously mm-hmm. at the moment. And it's like that exactly that, that tuning in day to day, like what's the next thing um, mm-hmm. and knowing what the soothing stuff is for you. Um, moving between maybe something that stretches you a little bit and then back to something that's soothing, mm-hmm. you know, what, thinking, wait, when am I going to throw in a bit of movement? So, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to do a little stretching first thing, but then going yeah. back to my morning coffee and then trying to tune into what, you know, what's possible this day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think if people can sort of, yeah, re- really, really learn to that, that tuning in, using this as a, or may, maybe an opportunity to do that even more, that mm. learning how to tune in. I mean, as we'll say throughout this podcast, all of this is, we hope is just good advice for all the time. Yeah. But for me, what I've been doing, just to give an example for me, is that mm. I've been trying to get a, a walk in outside while I can. You know, mm. there might be a time where I have to stay inside if I get any symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get outside and walk and I'm going into shops and I'm, I've been out for, uh, for dinner and, you know, mm. I'm just trying to um, bring that kind of movement in, but also to... Uh, going out for dinner last night to a local Thai place was really, really nice. It's just, you know, it's just nice to be around people, which we'll talk yeah. about uh, later. Um, and so just paying attention to that and really tuning into it is like, is 
the key for us, I think. Just yeah. it's, the, it's, the, it's the first steps to at least starting to deal with any kind of stressful times. I have that rough, rough thing in mind of like, it's good to get outside every day a little mm-hmm. bit if I can. It's also good to have some contact with somebody else every day if I can. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like each day thinking, well, what's that going to look like today? Yeah. Um, it's useful to stay a little bit on top of you know that my work stuff but also think about what can be cancelled and shunted because yeah. you know at times like this we just don't need to be doing the the less relevant stuff or the stuff that could have a pause on it no mm. um yeah i wanted to talk a bit about self-kindness in relation mm-hmm. to self-care um because i think that's that we the more we can have a kind of create what well, my, my teacher um or author who i really like Pema children talks about having mm-hmm. a cradle of kindness around things and mm. we're going to talk about a lot of feelings like fear and guilt and you know those kind of feelings that can quite often interrupt mm. us being kind and gentle with ourselves and i like this idea that Pema talks about which is kind of knowing which kind of kindness to apply in different situations so she mm-hmm. says there's like a kind of kindness that's all about just being kind to yourself And it's like, that's the oxygen mask example. You know, you're just being kind to you Mm -hmm. because you know you don't have much capacity. And it's Mm -hmm. about trying to build that capacity and just really look after you. Like when you're sick, there's not Mm -hmm. much you can offer. Or when you're really triggered or really struggling yourself, it's much better to look after you first. So that's when the kindness should be all going in Mm -hmm. and trying to lift any sense of shame around it not going out at that time because you're not going to be that great for anybody unless Mm -hmm. you've been really kind to you. Then there's a kind of alongside kindness where it's like you're in this together which I think is kind of what you and I are doing right now Justin it's Mm. that sort of sense of like here we both are in this situation and I'm helping you a bit you're helping me a bit and hopefully we're helping listeners a bit Mm -hmm. and so we're kind of all alongside us Mm -hmm. and then there's the kind of kindness where you have got capacity to give to others who are more vulnerable than you in this particular situation Mm. and it's like again tuning into when you've got that to maybe give a bit more and what does that look like for you you know Mm. maybe maybe you've got a bit more money so you can donate to some of the people who are really precarious right now Mm -hmm. Um, my friend was recent uh, Sophie was just saying sex workers for example Mm -hmm. super precarious because they're not getting much income as people are more self-isolating and there's and we were talking about delivery people recently and uh, mm-hmm. on the other part anyone working in uh, events industries um entertainment yeah um uh of- so a lot of drag performers for example yeah so um, so your your capacity might be i've got some money but haven't got much time or much physical capacity or it might be you know that you are someone who's in a caring profession and you could be like making online group sessions available to people to do a bit of mindfulness during this time or you know whatever mm-hmm. you've got so and, and and the crucial thing um that she's saying Pema with this is that it's knowing where you're at when are you in the place mm. that really needs to be kindness in where are mm. you in the place to have that alongside sharing kind of kindness and where have you got a bit of capacity to give it out and just doing the thing that you're in the place to do will kind of maximize all of it but yeah. it, the, the problem is when we get into that place where we're like well I can't possibly be kind for me because others have greater need or mm-hmm. you're not doing enough of the alongside sharing it you're just focusing mm-hmm. it all in or all out like so it's just sort of again tuning in isn't it yeah and there is this thing about um not making assumptions about the kind of thing that somebody else wants you to do for them i mean there is like yeah. access intimacy where we try to get what somebody else needs mm-hmm. uh, but that's like but that's a different thing to um, always doing things for other people and not doing yourself. Like, yeah. first and foremost, we need to be able to do that kindness to ourselves and then see what capacity we have to enable others to be kind towards themselves and to help yeah. them to do that. Like in the last episode, um, 
when I, I got a cold a couple of like three or four weeks ago um, and I was able to look after myself but only when my friend Claire hi again Claire um, was able to bring around some Lemsip and yeah, madness like yeah. you know it's that it's that thing definitely um, but um, I think if you're somebody who is struggling with shame or guilt then a good idea um, is to just um, remind yourself that you you need that kindness in in order to have it out and actually that you probably will have a lot more to offer if you're mm. able to do the kindness in part first especially if you're sick or feeling trauma kind of feelings big time yeah. big time i guess we've not really talked here about people on in frontline services dealing with this but mm. i guess at the moment certainly in the uk we're not at that stage where frontline services are um so uh are, are maxed out yet but we think that that's going to happen in over the next few weeks mm. um and you know this is a thing i guess for for managers to take into account like there's only going to be so much capacity um for for workers um you know in the nhs and anyone mm. dealing with people with uh who are ill um but also how might we support you know it, it's important for us to be doing the self-kindness work in order that we can give ourselves some room to help those who will literally be on the front line of things yeah. and you know uh, how we can do some often quite practical things just to help people to help take a little bit of their um other stresses away so that they can deal with the actual stress that they have of um yeah will have in the in the coming weeks so um so self-kindness and now we'll talk about dealing with our feelings yeah so, we were kind of beginning to get into that weren't we yeah yeah i mean we talk about this a lot in other podcasts yeah dear listener if you've uh not listened to us before um chatting about this MJ has written a fantastic zine available at their website, oh, rewritingtherules.com. Uh, how to? Uh, I keep. I always keep mistitling what the zine is called. Staying MJ. with feelings. That's it. Yeah, there's yeah. also one on self care. So they're both. Yeah, the, they're um, both really, really good. Thank you. I mean, the the only thing I'd add in a way to the. If you want a load of practices for how to stay with your with your feelings, then that zine is great. But mm. um, since I wrote it, I'm often uh, mentioning Love Uncommon's stuff mm -hmm. about staying with feelings because um, it takes a more trauma-informed perspective. Yeah. And the difference is just knowing it's all about the intensity of feeling. Like yeah. if you're in intense fear or shame, mm -hmm. then you're, you're in what they call emotional flashback it's not a helpful thing to stay with your feelings in fact no. it can often escalate them so yeah. in it's about knowing where you're at on a scale of say one to ten and mm -hmm. if your intensity of whatever feeling is over seven the thing mm -hmm. to do is self-soothe anything yeah. you can do to just bring you back um and that might be like uh, i mean one practice is like vigorous movement of the body for about a minute and then just okay. and then just um, also then really touching your body like firmly and grounding mm -hmm. yourself back in the environment, maybe looking around the room and mm -hmm. uh, talking about the objects aloud that you can see mm -hmm. or something like that. It's all that kind of soothing practice and often mm -hmm. just like letting yourself go to the soothing places, wrapping yourself up with a blanket, hot water bottle, mm -hmm. watching a nice TV show. Whereas if you're less than seven, then staying with the feeling um, can mm -hmm. be a really good practice so that yeah. you're not trying to you're not trying to push the feeling down which can often mm -hmm. make it come back even more so things you were talking about then mm. uh, MJ were about getting grounded weren't they yeah uh, that's like a term that um, it's like a term if you googled you'd be able to find some resources on it uh, yeah. and some more some more ideas about it but essentially also a bit like what was said about self-care like how you ground is like you you will learn how to ground yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know you will you will kind of learn the kinds of things that you need to do to get from yeah. a nine to below a seven. Definitely. Um, 
yeah, yeah and looking up so, yeah any of the trauma kind of resources online the somatic they call it like mm-hmm. somatic resources for dealing with your body when you're in a trauma place because this can tip you over the edge you know seeing mm-hmm. this really scary stuff out there and feeling the uncertainty is you mm-hmm. can get into that intense kind of fear where you're just really panicking or really worrying and yeah. um yeah like trying to bring yourself back and ground yourself that the the thing is not happening right now that you're frightened about right now the thing you can do is just really look after your body mm-hmm. um and bring yourself back to the present yeah yeah and then be there for self-care when you're able to do that exactly yeah and this is not saying this is easy of course you know the problem is that when we're in these panicky places often all of the things we've learned to deal with them are the precisely the the wrong things so we want to go online and look at everything and we want to try and figure it all out right now and you know that all of that doesn't really help it's it's bringing ourselves back to our bodies and self-care is is what we need to be doing and this is a thing mate that a lot of people will be doing is that um a lot of people have experienced trauma in a way that um and their ongoing response to that trauma any kind of trauma from yeah. from the past one of the ways that uh, people's bodies um relates to that trauma is like a disembodiment kind mm, of thing yeah and actually at the moment what the world needs is for everyone to be really embodied like yeah. what we really need is for people to notice when we have a temperature and a persistent cough um yeah that's that's the kind of thing that we need but uh, because how because trauma has done a number on so many millions of people, it's mm. going to be really hard for people to be able to figure that out. So that's what. So all of this is um, not just a way of dealing with the stress around yeah. uh, COVID nineteen, but is also a way of actually it's a public it's a public health issue. Like, yeah, I think the, the level the level of existing so trauma exactly, and then how that's been hyped up by you know sort of the media mm. and everything that has been going on these last mm. few years is leaving everybody under resourced for this but yeah exactly the thing to do is really reminding yourself that it is your body and brain it's like the machine you know has learned <laughs> yeah. a certain way of doing this stuff that isn't helpful mm. um and you know i think that can people can often find that helpful is to realize this isn't you being doing something wrong or being bad mm. this is just the way our bodies and brains respond to trauma and mm. all of them do that in a, in these particular ways and mm. we can learn these other ways so yeah again i'd, I'd recommend right. having a look at you know trauma is really strange that little comic book is really good and mm-hmm. pete walker's stuff online is really good around trauma and obviously mm-hmm. our friend alexi and taffy's podcast around cptsd mm-hmm. was really good so yeah we've been talking about this a lot recently but it's really worthwhile thinking about because um mm. as you were saying in a previous episode mj it's it's probably not the minority of people who have experienced trauma or whose um, mm. bodies and brains are having trauma responses. Exactly. Um, so, um, which is not to, uh, which is not to diminish trauma in any way to say you know everyone's had it, but it, but mm. it, it's it's like a it's an, an interesting way to inform how we react to uh, to these things by checking out to see whether we are in a trauma response precisely and it's also like the the book the trauma is really strange suggests that stress and trauma are just on a continuum mm. so we mm. will go into a str- trauma response if if stress becomes overwhelming if enough mm-hmm. things hit and that may be that this is being for some people you know the the last straw in, in terms of pushing it over into mm. something that would count so it's not trauma doesn't just mean like you've witnessed a terrible accident or something like that it can be more mm. cumulative stress yeah. that can lead to that point of like you're just in overwhelm mm. um, and again you know the same things apply so in a way it's quite simple it's just mm. learning those really grounding and embodied techniques yeah. and practicing them as much as possible yeah yeah 
So what should we talk about next here, MJ? I mean, I suppose just with the dealing with feelings as well, it's really good to seek help. And there are a lot of online and phone ways of, you know, reaching out to crisis text lines and the Samaritans. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you if you are feeling in a really bad way with this stuff, there is help out there. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. Anything else you would say about staying with feelings? No, I think that's. I think yeah. that's the the thing. I think the 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 that the thing that Sophie was talking about the the, the temperature not temperature is probably mm. a, a poor choice of words, but the <laughs> yeah. uh, the if you're over seven uh, and uh, on the intensity scale of your mm. of your feelings, I think that's such a when you um, when I learned about that, I just found it so interesting. Yeah, um, and it's such a, an interesting way of thinking about it. There is a um, there is a Fans of the podcast will know uh, I have a lot of uh, the, the cycling crossover uh, <laughs> analogy here uh, that I won't talk about. But if you're a, if you're a fan of sport professional cycling, it's being in the red. You know yeah, how dangerous it is right. to be in the red. Yeah. Um, so um, should we move on to how to deal with the the constant information? Yeah, the I stuff? think that's a lot of us are really struggling with like when to engage mm-hmm. with media and what and how to engage and what we're and seems like you've got some pretty good suggestions on this one. Well, I think one of the things, first of all, is that um, because of technology, we're able to be way more connected than we would have been at any other time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we were just saying if this happened 20 years ago, it would have been much, much more difficult for people to work from home mm-hmm. um, or to self-isolate. And some people still <clears throat> some people still can't work from home and we haven't closed schools yet in the UK and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but at least there are alternatives. And we talked about that in our last podcast as well. And definitely um, technology ha- has uh, will really help us to be able to get through um this pandemic mm. um, until a vaccine comes in. Um, however, of course, we have this. We're carrying around in our in our pockets. Uh, many of us we're carrying around in our pockets the, um, the a portal to all of the information ever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happening all the time. Yeah, and that information constantly being um, written and rewritten and written for us as well. Um, I finally got round to read start reading. Um, Richard Seymour's book, uh, The Twittering mm. Machine, which we spoke about on previous episodes. And oh, yeah. I'm finding it, even finding that really useful, just reading that. Mm. I said, just finding it useful, re- putting my phone down and reading yes. <laughs> to be really useful. I feel the same. I'm yeah. reading a lot and I find read- yeah, reading is just can be one of those really gentle activities as well, mm. but also yeah. can help us get some context on this if we're reading people who are writing, yeah, like on yeah. this kind of topic. So the mm. thing is with the news and the media at the moment is that there is uh, there is this latest coronavirus, COVID-19, and it is a pandemic, and that is happening. However, it's also happening in a particularly uh, febrile political world, yeah. um, particularly with the Democratic uh, primary race in America. And mm. also over here, we've got a new, in UK, we've got a new government, so Boris Johnson. And uh, and looking at what's happened in it, how Italy responded and how authoritarian governments have responded, and mm. looking and looking at the intersection of um, democracy and socialism and capitalism and pandemic, it's a really interesting topic, for want of a better word. <laughs> it's fucking fascinating what's happening. Yeah. However. It's not necessarily very useful for us to tune into that if we're feeling stressed and anxious. Yeah. So 
the thing to, I think the thing the way to deal with this is to try to be curious and mm. know when it is that you need information about what to do and then also to know when you need those really spicy hot takes mm. from from politics um, because those two things are happening together at the same time. Like if you watch a news program, mm. they will tell you about what the government's saying and then they'll immediately go into, well, is it enough? And in yeah. France, they're doing this. In Denmark, they're doing this. In Germany, they're doing this. And we have so many acute beds and, you know, I'm doing it now. Mm. So mm. the thing to do is to know when you need some very bland but very informative um informative information yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that informative information I'm when a you need the inform- not the uninformative kind but the informative no you want the informative information <laughs> I, know, I, I have words I have... <laughs> so for example um, mm. I, on my uh, Twitter feed for young people Bish uh, sex ed um, I retweeted uh, Dr. Range uh, Dr. Range's tweets Dr. Range is like a um, a famous doctor who's like a celebrity doctor but mm-hmm. an actual doctor crucially he's like the do- the doctor for this morning he was on Strictly uh, Come Dancing or whatever they call that now oh wow two so years ago. he can dance as well as yeah. <laughs> give extreme... informative information what a guy he's one of the most <laughs> handsome men I've ever met he's oh, kind really? of a mate of mine yeah and, um, uh, kind of a mate like he's like you know but um, we've met and we really love each other's work <laughs> you went saw him in the street yeah <laughs> No, it's not. We met at an event and we had a hug. Oh, you had a hug? Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. we've met two or three times. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he's a good point. Well, this is it. I think yeah. for the, when, so, and, when you're a young he, person yeah. or when you're when you are feeling traumatized about it, it's about getting that that informative information yeah. in a gentle way, right? And that's what he's yeah. really good at. And it's finding yeah. that right information. So um, mm. the NHS website has some good stuff on this. Ignore all their stuff on sex and relationships. It's absolutely dog shit. But if there's <laughs> stuff on COVID nineteen, it's really good. And it's just calming. Yeah. And so Dr. Ange was on yeah. Twitter last night saying, look. Uh, so the latest advice is um, uh, this advice might change. So don't take this as advice when you're, mm. whenever you're listening to this podcast. But if, you, if you've got oh, a yeah, persistent cough and a fever, stay at home for seven days. Mm-hmm. That's the current advice as of the 13th of March. What's the date today? Yeah, 13th of yeah. March, 2020. Friday the 13th. <laughs> by, by next week, it's probably all changed again. Yeah. But, uh, but, so do you know what I mean? So there's yeah. information and there's analysis. And so I think, yeah, well, like... When trying that's... to pass the two is a really important thing in terms of how to handle the stress because you might have a bit of capacity mm. for a bit of analysis to see what's going on in the world because you want to, you, you want to be informed. But remember to try to tune into when that analysis is starting to stress you out of it and it's okay to pull back from that mm. all you actually really need is the information and this is um i think a bit back to the kindness thing we started with um mm. it's like when you're in that if you can learn to dis- determine when you're in the place you just need to do kind in when you're in the alongside place or when you're in the place you've got capacity to do kind out that can help inform you and i would say if you're in that oh kind in only place where you are either sick or traumatized yourself then only the info just get the good information and leave the rest you just don't need to engage with it when you're in the alongside place it might be that's when you want to engage a bit with social media and chatting with other people but again thinking Mm -hmm. really carefully about not just getting involved in you know really panicky kind of whipping each other up into a frenzy kind of conversations but much more alongside other people who are wanting to just be really really gentle and sensible about all of this yeah and, this then is also, when yeah, you've, and then when you've got it to give you know that's where you might want to get into the analysis or putting something out into the world that might be helpful in some way 
Definitely. Yeah. So I think there are a couple of things there on, yeah. in terms of how we connect with people. So the thing with social media is that, uh, and again, I'm getting us from Richard Seymour's work, mm. is that we're not connecting with individuals. We're leaving messages on a platform that other individuals can choose to look at or not. Yeah. And the platform is kind of, the platform is involved in in curating those and rewriting those messages. So that mm. if we're if we're thinking about how we're connecting with our network, social media isn't necessarily the best place to do it. So yeah. it's a it's time we talked about this in a previous episode, where we talk about curating your own social media and being savvy about it. So yeah. knowing when to set up a WhatsApp group and knowing what conversations to have on WhatsApp, knowing what conversations are on Twitter, knowing what conversations mm. or how to use Instagram how to use Facebook, like mm. those different platforms, we can be much smarter and cannier about how we use those in order to connect uh, with each other. Yeah. But also, I think it's really important to be talking about where we are in terms of our scales, like talking mm. about how well we're dealing with something. Yeah. Because the if in a conversation you're having with someone, it, you're just blurting out, um, you know, a fact about something, or you're saying, have you seen the news today? Have you seen the latest thing? Or have you seen mm. the latest numbers of people have got it? Like, you have to remember that that piece of information you're sending to someone might hit them at a particularly bad time. Yeah. So it's really important to be bringing consent into our conversations in yeah. order that we can uh, check in with people about what kind of conversation they want to have. And that's really, really important. And this is where... Um, more face-to-face -face type stuff or actual conversations or um, like FaceTime chats or mm. Google Hangouts like what we're doing at the moment yeah. uh, are more useful because sometimes with this stuff it's hard to be really kind and consensual it's hard to be kind of consensual with text, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And so finding ways to have conversations can, first of all, make you feel connected in a way that you feel a lot more connected. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the brain chemistry uh, kind of connection that goes on when we're actually having a, able to have some kind of um, more connected conversation in that way. Mm. Um, but also it's easier to check in about what kinds of conversation you want to have and what's okay at the moment and what's not okay at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think it's it's that that's taken us right into this idea of how yeah. to connect with others and that being you know we we were looking at the World Health Organization they've got a little um, PDF haven't they of like this is mm. what to do around stress and it's a bit basic we were thinking but at the mm. same time that you know a couple of the big ones are it's normal to have tough feelings about this and mm. you know letting yourself stay with those feelings rather than trying to pretend they're not there or avoid them and another one is the importance of connecting with others in yeah. whatever way and luckily again with the technology there are ways of connecting with others even if we're mm. self-isolating and I think you're right that having you know I, I remember when I was in a bad place last year and one of the things I just did was to make sure I had a FaceTime with somebody yeah. every day like yeah. just one of my people every day scheduled it in did it yeah. and I think that you know again if you're in a bad way with this or if you've got it to offer to others you know having mm. that as a sort of rule of thumb might be a really good one definitely mm. and also like the thing with we might feel quite anxious about going outside mm. um because if you're you know anxious about the idea of just the virus being everywhere yeah um but when i felt that when i have been outside <clears throat> and just gone for a stroll or nipped to the shop or something yeah. because i don't have to self-isolate because as i said earlier because i'm i'm well at the moment um it is really calming for me to go outside. I know that's going to be different, yeah. different for everyone else, but I'm just talking about how we're connecting with our neighbourhoods and talking about, you yeah. know, 
I think one of the interesting things that is happening, and again, we talked about this more in our last episode, so do, do go check out that. But in terms mm. of, um, there is this possibility of us um, connecting, like feeling a greater sense of connection with our community. Like, yeah. you know, having more micro moments of positivity resonance, as I've called it, <laughs> those, uh, those moments when we go through our day when we fall in love with someone. Yeah. Um, uh, go back to our love episodes if you want to find out more about that but um, we can have that in our community and in a sense maybe we might have lost some of that and so it might be a good opportunity to, to tap into that again yeah like if you're um, just walking on the street and smiling to people and again like advice yeah. may change but at the moment that's you know a safe enough thing to be doing is just to be out in the world having a wonder and smiling at the people you see or sharing a few words about this stuff and you know that might really help it's exactly. amazing what a difference that can make. There's another way of connecting, which again I get from Pema Chodron, which is possible even if you are self-isolating, um, which is to use the tough feelings that you're having about this when you are in that place uh, mm. to connect rather than to feel isolated in them. So yeah. she has this practice called Tonglen practice. Well, it's a Tibetan Buddhist practice, really. And mm-hmm. when you're doing the staying with feelings, you mm-hmm. kind of try and feel the feeling on the in-breath. And then when you breathing out you just connect to everybody else in the world who's in that place as well and in a way this kind of thing is a great possibility to do that because you know damn well like so many other people are having those same you know frightened feelings around it or if they Mm. are sick you can connect with the other if you are sick and they are you can connect with the other people who are struggling with that right now Mm. um and yeah again it doesn't work for everybody and it's good to adapt it to what does work for you but it Mm. might be a great way of cutting through that sense of real isolation that we can have when we're into feelings Mm. and instead feel like uh, actually this is something that connects us all we're all in this together right now yeah Mm. And to remember that there are also different kinds of love as well. Like we, you know, mm. we talk about the ancient Greek terms for different kinds of love a lot on this podcast. But there's like pragma and ludus. Yeah. So pragma is the supportive love where you're able to um, support people through things, and it's very pragmatic, and uh, you can be there for them. And ludus is playfulness and the and fun and silly. Mm. And they're both different kinds of connection, both different kinds of love, and it's just good to have a bit of both. So I if agree. You're, if you're entirely in, if you have an entirely ludus relationship with somebody, it's good to bring in some pragma. If you have an entirely pragma relationship with someone, it's good to bring in some ludus. Um, uh, yeah, and it kind of relates to again with the feelings is how. To, you know to, to to take us all very seriously right now is very mm-hmm. important you know taking yourself seriously and your feelings seriously is a great way out of feeling that overwhelming fear and shame is that you can tell yourself really kindly this is completely understandable mm-hmm. and completely sensible and it's okay to feel this way but yeah. an, another good way through equally is a bit of lightness and a bit of playfulness and kind of going to that more like yeah that more ludus place with it again with Mm. with yourself and with others i think we need both Mm. and maybe that's sort of what we're doing on this podcast justin is like we're taking this very seriously and being very kind but we're also bringing in the moments of lightness because it's always you know it's always both isn't it and we don't want to be too much in the one place or too much in the other no exactly Mm. um and obviously people are having you know everyone listening to this is in a different stage Mm. of this and at a different point and we don't know where we're going to go but we are all in it together as well that's another Mm -hmm. thing this is one of the things that i really uh 
love from Bernie Sanders is that he was saying, you know, that if if at this time we can't see that we are all in this together and we should all be in this together, yeah. then when else are we going to see that? So I think this is the thing where people are starting to talk about the blitz spirit, yeah. uh, which obviously we're way too young, even though other people <laughs> who are our age pretend that they were there during the blitz because, <laughs> anyway... Another, another we, were, we were just there in the north during the seventies, which was a whole other thing. Well, it's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, the thing is, the this kind of like anxious feeling that mm. you might be having, dear listener, dear gentle, smooth, and textured listener. <laughs> everyone's got it. Yeah. Like, literally, every, every everyone in your neighbourhood. Look out of your window. Mm. Look at every person you can see. They've all got that to some yeah. extent. Um, unless they think that it was, uh, you know, unless they believe in a conspiracy theory and that it's all made up like Donald Trump. But oh most, boy. most, the mm. 99% of people. <laughs> yeah, you don't, having... have, you don't have to connect to, with Donald Trump through this, but it would be a great no. idea to connect with everybody else. <laughs> exactly. So there is this also that sense of like agape as well, like this yeah. uh, love of, um, of humankind and, and nature and uh, non-humankind, like just... The world like um, pets mm. can't get corona coronavirus yeah and i'm cat sitting at the moment which is oh, why oh you got a so cat I'm, on hand That's i'm looking nice. after a cat and so the cat's completely oblivious and she purrs and she wants to be fed and she wants to be watered and she wants to be patted and she wants to have yeah. a nap i'm like oh this is lovely can really lift you out of it it's <laughs> the birds for me you now i have this big vista window yeah. and i'm just watching the seagulls and they've got all our politics going on like you see them like yeah. deciding who's going to nest on this roof and you know like one minute they're just all up there circling around for some reason and then they're all kind of chilling out and um yeah, yeah that c- can really lift you out to just sort of like i don't Big know time. there's something about recognizing as well how Im- how important we are but also how insignificant we are and perhaps mm. these kind of moments as well bring that home is that we're not we're not all that important in the grand scheme of things and that can actually be a bit of a relief to let go of that sense of like gosh i'm terribly important i must figure out what to do here and mm. just be just be like the animals you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the, that's, if we can start to think differently, again, we talked more about this in the last episode, so mm. let's not talk about this too much, but if we start to think of ourselves less as atomized individuals and more, yeah, this kind of, you know, more, lots of different communities and the community and the community of humans worldwide, mm. uh, it might lead to better politics. Yeah. Um, so should we move into uncertainty? Yeah, and exactly. Like, how, so... We're kind of been getting on this this territory, aren't we? Really, with what we just talked about. But it's that sense of like, I guess what is one of the big things that's so scary about this is the uncertainty of it. Mm. Um, not so much, you know, that yeah, when things are happening, we can kind of deal with them. It's that real moment of like not knowing quite what's happening or how to make decisions or whatever. But I suppose you know, again, what the Buddhist and the existentialist would say is that life is always uncertain. And, you know, we just kind of can kid ourselves a lot of the time that it's not, whereas this brings it home that it really isn't. But in a sense, it's not like it's not like we're in this completely different place because anything could happen any of the time in a sense yeah. but you I mean, know we're we're learning that it you know it just brings it home more vividly when something like this is going on i think the 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 thing with this is that what well, uh, just a couple of things that explain mm. to my head the only thing that we are certain about is that we know that more and more people are getting this yeah so we know that it's happening mm-hmm. uh we know it's a pandemic and we know that many thousands of people are going to be affected yeah. and we know that more people will die uh than they would have so that's the mm-hmm. and that's scary yeah 
and there is an uncertainty in terms of how much it's going to happen, but it is happening. So we can't, as I was talking about about Donald Trump, <clears throat> mm. um, we we do have to kind of just like breathe in, breathe out, and accept this is where we are right now. Yeah. But also that there is this uncertainty about you know how it's going to affect us personally, how it's going to affect our network of people and mm. uh, and our and our communities. And as you were saying, MJ, it's important not to judge that uncertainty. It's all it is is uncertainty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not. It's the, there are things that we don't know, and and that it's okay to realise that we're in that space. Because the other thing that I was saying as well is that we have a pandemic at the moment and so we know more people are, are going to get ill but when we don't have a pandemic people are getting ill all of the time that yeah. we don't know about yeah like, and people are dying of as i said in the last podcast it's this is worse than flu yeah um but nine thousand people a year in this country do die from flu well um, you probably, this, people probably exactly that. it gives me a i have a certain take on it because last year my family lost the oldest member of the family and the youngest member of the family the latter yeah. to flu um so you know it it, it it kind of like that gives me a particular perspective on it i suppose yeah. it's like we've just been through that as a family twice mm. um and it's it's Gosh. awful but it's mm. also surprising as well and it's also it is manageable like mm. you do it um so you know in a sense there's that sort of uh, well, I think you were saying before we started a podcast that almost like the fear of what might happen, mm. you know, if the worst case scenario happens within your network. Yeah. It, it's almost like you can lift that just by knowing that you just don't know how it will be, yeah. but it will probably be OK. You know, that mm. network will go on day to day. It will be surprising. You know, like we found there were even moments of lightness. You know, we mm -hmm. were managing to have a bit of a laugh as a family, mm -hmm. even when we were in the worst of it with the bereavement. So you know just kind of like maybe trying to lift that fear of the unknown because it really is unknown mm -hmm. and reassure yourself perhaps thinking back to times in your life where things have gone really bad before or where mm -hmm. you've lost somebody or where you've been really sick or whatever and just remembering that yeah they, they weren't impermanent too right they ended as yeah. well and actually how they how they struck you probably brought a lot of surprises they probably didn't you probably didn't know exactly how it was going to be and wouldn't have predicted it yeah. Mm -hmm. And another one to mark off your bingo cards, I'm going to mention the film 24 Hour Party People, which I always. <laughs> we haven't had that one and, for a while, uh, Justin. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> mutability is our, is our essence. The, mm. the, the, uh, the, the scene from um, where Boethius, uh, played by Christopher Eccleston, shows up to give Tony Wilson a lecture on the, uh, uh, the inconstancies of life. Um, but <laughs> that's the thing, is that, yeah, the worrying about the. The worrying about what it is that we're going to feel and how we're going to cope is often worse than actually being in the middle of it. And we did yeah. do a podcast, a long podcast about this, Despair and Hopelessness, which yeah. was um, one of our um, post-election, post-UK election podcasts where a lot of people were feeling that way mm. and perhaps still are, um, yeah. which is another reason why uh, the COVID-19 is um, Hitting increasing so and already... Yeah. Uh, stressed uh, population uh, for many of us who uh, were in despair after that um, and, and, and again I suppose that relates to this there's this kind of Buddhist idea of who knows what's good and bad as well yeah which again I don't want to be at all Pollyanna about this you know it no. really is incredibly hard and a lot of people are in incredibly precarious positions and and painful mm. positions around it but you know the, the Buddhist uh, story is that there's a, a farmer 
couple and their son and he goes off and um loses their horse and mm. everyone's commiserating with them it's terrible but then the horse comes back and it has brought some other horses with it so suddenly they have more horses and it's actually a great thing right. and everybody's like oh it's wonderful and then the, the the son is riding one of the new horses and breaks his leg and it's like oh god everything is terrible um you know who's going to help around the farm mm. etc but then the military come and they're taking all of the men to war who could go and he can't go so suddenly right. it's and, it, and it's sort of making this point of like you, you never quite know when things are good and bad yeah and i suppose there is the sense that this situation may be raising I think we got into it a little in the last podcast of the, what kind of things it might be showing the world mm. and particularly those in power which might actually make some things change you mm-hmm. know longer term in ways that might be useful around how we work and around healthcare and maybe about yeah. climate change as well in terms of you know people not traveling and industries etc so so yeah there's just, just that may be worth holding on to that part of the uncertainty could be a good uncertainty in the sense of like things may flow from this that we're completely unaware of right now that might actually help either well, exactly. us as individuals or the whole world and the mm. but then but that also can that can reinforce the idea that the only useful things that we can be doing right now is self-care and groundedness and washing our hands yeah. and um and isolating ourselves if we're ill and and just getting that inf- the inf- only getting the information that we need to keep us and the people around us safe and to try and build in capacity mm. for caring for people uh, and looking after people when they need it. It's it's quite basic stuff, but again, that's the kind of stuff we should all be doing all the time. Exactly. And maybe, you know, the, can we can we approach this in a way of like, mm-hmm. what could I actually learn from this that might be helpful? I mean, I think yeah. I alluded to last time, but it's, it's getting even more co- concrete for me. It's like, I have always struggled with shame around sickness like that's mm-hmm. in my family to feel like it's a bad thing and it's mm-hmm. kind of your fault and you should you know um, you know you should just push on through this mm-hmm. is really giving me a massive lesson that I really needed and it's it's totally okay to cancel things like yeah. it's just enabling me to finally feel culturally supported in just yeah. saying I can't do this because I'm sick um, yeah. and actually that's huge it's lifting a load of fear and shame for me that's been there you know that I've really battled with and now I can yeah. just let it lift and say no I need to look after myself so mm-hmm. you know it, it, there is a bit of who knows what's good and bad to it and if dear listener you are a person um, in a position of power who relies on people for example coming into work or doing things for you then you know listen to that like yeah. when you're able to when it's uh, when you can send out the message to people that um it's okay for them to look after themselves in ways that you know if they want to work from home or if they want to just say no to things then it it makes other people that you're asking things through much happier much feeling being able to do much more self-consent exactly. and then we don't get into the spiral um where uh everyone's just getting making each other ill everyone's upset and miserable and mm. no one's in inverted commas productive you know it's just allow people just to do the work for themselves it's really and, good to like that sense of ongoing consent you know and again yeah. people people can check out our other work on consent on megjohnandjustin.com but applying that stuff to um this is really valuable yeah. like you know i know people who are running events where they've just turned it into like well it's on it's going to be online and in person mm. and you you know enabling people to make that choice again that Mm -hmm. may shift over time they may decide to cancel outright but it's great to have given people that opportunity rather than to make it like either you show up on the day or you're Mm -hmm. just not going to get this opportunity 
Let's give a shout out at this point to the organisers of Eroticon, yeah. uh, who took the decision to um, cancel this weekend's uh, conference, which mm-hmm. is a, a brilliant yearly conference that we were going to give some workshops at. Yeah, you would, um, fact, you would have been today listening to us, us um, talking yeah. about Erotica, but instead you're hearing this. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a shame, isn't it? Well, it's, it, who knows what's good and bad, mate? That's right. Well, they're postponing it, aren't they? Or yeah. slash doing it online. So we'll do that later in the year, yeah. uh, probably. But uh, shout out uh, and huge love and support to the organisers. Yeah. Um, thanks for being so cool about it, everyone, uh, and being so supportive to them. Um, mm-hmm. So moving into the last section, yeah. aren't we here, Anne Jay? I so, suppose this is to say, like, you know, how do we decide what to do? when we are in uncertainty and there are all these feelings around um and i suppose i just wanted to emphasize it's just okay for us to be where we're at with it you know so i'm feeling into it day after day it's like Mm -hmm. i've got a couple of i've got three things coming up that are kind of outside of where i live Mm. and i'm feeling into day day to day I'm checking in with those people about if those things are still happening because they mm-hmm. may not be and then I don't even need to worry about mm-hmm. deciding what to do about them. And then I'm also like just tuning into myself and thinking, well, you know, can I do it? And at the moment it's like, st- yeah, still going to offer this, still going to offer that. But mm-hmm. if like I'm letting, I'm also letting those people know in advance is like it may change, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the culture may change around what's even allowed, but also mm-hmm. I may change in whether those things feel safe enough for me and I suppose that's just what to emphasize is just keep tuning in with yourself and Mm. don't worry about over you know being overreacting or being excessive it's like it's okay to decide to cancel something even though other people are going ahead with it if it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel okay to you because either because you have a different Mm -hmm. immune system or different capacities or because you're just feeling too stressed about this you know Mm -hmm. we know the link between stress and physical Mm -hmm. illness like really what we can do to help our immune systems Mm -hmm. is alleviate stress and trauma as much as possible so even if it's just that's going to stress you out you know you're going to be worrying all the time if you go and do that thing don't Mm -hmm. do it it's fine you know you don't have to completely yeah. yeah and if you if you are weighing up whether you can do a thing or not just get the information about how it is that you can do a thing safely or what it is that yeah. is recommended so for example i'm uh, gonna go visit my mum tomorrow in derby um i think although we're constantly checking with each other to mm. for everyone to make sure this is okay uh we need some i'm not going to sit too close to someone on the train uh i'll only i'm only going to go if i feel completely symptom free mm. um I wash my hands all the time. So I'm washing my hands a lot. Mm. Um, I'm conscious about touching things. Um, and just, you know, it's just about being sensible. Um, yeah. So, you know, so it's that thing of it's you, you, we're all having to make, it's a bit like when we talk about STI transmission and sex, like we're all having to make our own judgments on what it is that we do mm. to keep ourselves and everyone around us safe. Uh, and those things are going to depend on uh, us, but also the people that we're going to come into contact with. Yeah. And it's about having these kinds of conversations and hopefully having these conversations without any kind of shame. Exactly. Um, Love Uncommon actually um, has a blog post which will probably be up um, very soon or by the time this goes live about um, uh, the implications for, for uh, COVID-19 in polyamorous uh, communities mm. and in uh, people's polycules or networks. Um, mm. But I think that would be relevant to a lot of other kind of networks as well Mm. but yeah it's sort of um she's really emphasizing that thing about different people are going to have different needs and how it is kind Mm. of similar to our our thinking around stis and Mm. you know it's just we've got to respect what 
you know it what what decisions people make about safer sex right even if mm-hmm. we would be willing to risk something it's okay for that person not to risk something and yeah. the same is here the same is true here yeah um, and hopefully, you know, obviously that's more talking about the kind of things that you could cancel and maybe the only thing stopping you is shame or guilt. But mm. uh, uh, also, that I guess, for a lot of people is going to be things where they can really use their workplace or their education system to support that. And hopefully that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Hopefully pe- people will get more flexible around this kind of stuff um, yeah. with their employees and with their students as well. And also, if you don't want to do something because you're just not feeling it, yeah. Uh, can't do That's it. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to a, to an extent where you know, uh, aside from any like um, obligations that we feel like it would be better for us to do than than not to do. Um, yeah, on and a it is it basis. is complicated, like you said. You know, there's that thing of like, well, it can be really good for you to get out in the world a little bit, and that can help you feel a bit less trapped in all of the fear around this stuff. So. It's sort of, I guess it's inviting as well. Invite, you know, if you're really not sure what to do, then you can take a step towards doing something and see how that feels. And yeah. again, giving yourself that knowledge that it's also okay to pull back. You know, say you exactly. decide you are going to go to this social thing. It feels like it might be a good thing, but then you hear somebody there's got a cold and that feels a bit too risky to you. It's okay mm-hmm. to then pull back. It's just okay to kind of go forward a little bit and come back a bit and then go forward a bit and then come back a bit yeah. and um, yeah just because you've started towards something doesn't mean you need to complete it just like sex MJ right it's all sex. It's, it's all that it's all that sex is not just one thing <coughs> it's several things mm. and consent is uh, continuous all the way through sex and so we can try having a, a snog and stroking each other's hair and if that feels good we might want to do something else too if it doesn't feel so good we can just slow it down and pause and just not so yeah. you know that's it's the it's the same and now here is the perfect blowjob tip <laughs> <laughs> no but, we're not doing well that. that is the perfect blowjob tip though <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, yeah. really is yeah. that was the perfect blowjob yeah. tip <laughs> but, it's but, a shame but again no it's we're about that co- instead of known. yeah <laughs> But it's again, we're up against such cultural baggage here, aren't we? And I suppose that's the real hope with all this is that it might start shifting some of the culture in all of these ways. Because, yeah, it's so hard to cancel things or to offer something and then pull it away because Mm -hmm. our culture has all these crappy messages. And we have all these messages, as we said on the last podcast, about pushing through when we're sick. But, you know, hopefully those are going to change for all of us um, on a wider scale. Yeah, and that is, uh, we talked about that a lot more in our last podcast, um, but um, uh, I guess that there is this thing with, again, like I was saying before, where there are, the, with um, frontline uh, members of staff, so uh, carers and people working in the in the NHS in the UK, hopefully you'll get really clear guidance on mm. when to go to work and when not to go to work, and that everyone else... Um, uh, that we're um, hoping that we'll be able to have enough capacity in the system that people aren't having to go to work when they're ill because obviously yeah. that would be daft if people were having to work whilst they were ill but um, that's where leading into politics and stuff but it's almost as if if you're deciding whether to go to work or not um, then it it should be quite straightforward it should be if I'm feeling ill mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to work and if I'm not feeling ill I can go to work so in that in that sense you know, it might be all this might be much more straightforward but for other people it might be a lot less straightforward and that's what 
And I think it's like default, again, a good consent thing is default to a no, right? If you're asking somebody if they're up for something and they look a bit uncertain or it may, or they're a bit of a maybe default Mm -hmm. to a no until it's, you know, the enthusiastic yes. And I think Mm. that might be the same because it's not quite so clear cut. Sometimes you can feel like, oh, am I okay? I feel a bit ill but maybe I'm just you know worried about being ill and that's making me feel a bit ill or it just default to a no you know yeah. just if, if you yeah. need something to take that difficult decision making away from you I think it's default to a no and hopefully at least kind of mental health professionals and so on will be being able to kind of move their stuff online rather than yeah. not, not offering care at all I think that's you know for the we were asked a question about that from a mental health professional and I guess as much as possible if people can work online then they're able to still support their clients mm-hmm. and people who are struggling Mm-hmm. Um, my GP surgery are triaging over the phone now that, that I just got a message to say that was how they're dealing with it is right. they're doing phone triage and the only people coming in are the people who, who have to see somebody yeah yeah. Um, but again the information that we're getting at the moment is important really important to pay attention to mm-hmm. um, that uh, if you're feeling any of the symptoms at the moment on 13th of March 2020 mm-hmm. if you're feeling uh, like you've got a, a temperature or a fever or a persistent and and or a persistent cough mm-hmm. uh, stay at home stay indoors for seven days that's the, and seek out the NHS advice about that yeah I thought you know we might do another podcast as well about um, how we look after ourselves when we're isolated because mm. um, you know it sort of becomes a bit of a different thing doesn't it and I mean we've touched on some of it in this podcast but it might be something we pick up a bit more in future because again there's all kinds of reasons why somebody might be isolated at home and that yeah, yeah again we can we can talk about the solo sex stuff but we can also talk about other forms of self self-care when you're isolated I mean, millions of people are isolated all of the time, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, so, um, yeah, we could definitely do that. Mm. Uh, or do one about um, uh, long-distance wanking. You know, we could do, like, uh, you know, like how to have sex with your partner when you're not in the same room. Well, exactly. Uh, I think, yeah, like sex and relationships whilst isolated might be a really good bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to become the COVID-19 podcast, are <laughs> no. we, I guess everybody kind of is at the moment, so that's okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. two, and then maybe for the next one we'll do a non-COVID-19 one. But also hopefully, you know, hopefully this is useful stuff. Yeah. And also it is the kind of stuff that we talk about in our podcast. So if this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, thank you for making it all the way um, to the end. Uh, and this is the this is what we do here. So, you know, we unpack everything. Yeah. And we occasionally make... Uh, make each other laugh uh, <laughs> well we unpack and, yeah uh, and yeah so that's it isn't it MJ that's I reckon I'll do I'll do for now yeah, yeah. So, but, thanks um, so much so for much, listening yeah so much love to everyone who's listening like really yeah. really appreciate the support I mean part of part of you supporting us means that we can work from home and we're some of the people who are in the luxurious position to be able to do so that means a lot I mean, um, we're not, yeah, let's not get, you know, we've got some patrons, MJ, but it's not like, you know, this is still not a job for us. But I know. <laughs> thank but you very suppo- much. You're supporting us towards that. Um, thank you, patrons, for supporting us at patreon.com forward slash Meg, John, and Justin if you want to become a patron and listen, patron and listen of our Patreon and listen to all of our shows. Yeah. Um, and that would be wonderful. We did uh, one of our best shows is a Patreon show, which was all about trust, and people love that show. Yeah. Um, but so you can support, that and out. you can support us by buying our book or our zines as well, available mm-hmm. on megjohnandjustin.com. 
and just sharing way. this wash your hands yeah. and then share this uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and um and if you found it helpful um please yeah please share and tell people about us that would be great yeah okay. all right then until next time bye now bye then